Do you go with the flow? Join us each week as we take one topic from classical Christian education and ask ourselves whether or not we're going with the flow. back to another episode of Going With The Flow. My name is Tyler. And I'm Eric. And with us this week, we have a special returning guest, Jen DeVries. It's great to be here. Eric, why is, why is your wife here with us? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about marriage. Okay, so I just want to be clear. We, you and I, we're going to be talking about marriage and... I have, a, I, I mean, I do have a great deal of experience in this area, being a non-married school teacher. Yeah, yeah, we, I, um, I don't even know what to say about that, Tyler. <laughs> we just thought we'd tackle the topic of marriage, and uh, really, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how my brain worked uh, to get us to this place. Really, this podcast is all about uh, helping us to be more faithful as Christian parents. And as Christian educators, and I had had a number of requests from parents saying, hey, you guys should do some uh, some parenting topics uh, on your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. But then I was thinking but actually kind of the precursor to parenting topics is to talk about marriage, because uh, in many ways, the most important thing that we can do to be faithful in our Christian parenting is to uh, to have a good marriage to work on our marriage. And so I thought, well, let's start with marriage and, uh, and partially because it's something that, uh, you know, if you're married, uh, you know, that it's hard, you know, that it's challenging. And so, but it's also something that is a really important component, uh, when it comes to, uh, being faithful in raising our kids. Well, I, that sounds, that sounds all, all really well and good for me. And, and I'm, uh, like I said, not as experienced actually in, in, uh, in marriage. So I'm going to kind of just be here observing, maybe moderating a little bit. Um, this is the first in a series. Uh, we're still lining up some people, but we have, we have, I think a few weeks lined up at the moment. And, uh, so we'll, we'll be talking about this for a little while. And, and frankly, I'm kind of here to learn and here to just, uh, here to kind of just bridge the, uh, bridge the conversation. So, uh, I'm going to sit back uh, and just kind of ask a couple of questions, uh, and let's let's let um, let's let you kind of, you guys kind of just talk about your marriage. So, Jen, Eric, why are you two here? Well, that's a whole another topic for another day. Uh, why are we here? You know, that's like, like a, kind of like asking the meaning of life. But uh, you know, why 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 are we talking about marriage? Well, that is, uh, if you were to ask any of our friends, they would chuckle at the idea of of us doing a podcast on marriage, uh, because uh, the 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 last uh, the last thing that I want to uh, purport is that we have it all together, that we uh, have all the answers on marriage, because that is uh, anything but. Uh, the truth. Uh, what we have is 20 years. We've been married uh, actually 20 years last December. So we're actually coming up on 21 years of marriage. And we've got lots of failures to bring to the table and maybe some successes here and there, probably uh, less of those than the other. But uh, uh, so we just really want to share our experience and our hope and prayer is that our experience would be uh, 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 an encouragement to all of you. All right. Well, 
I think that sounds that sounds really great. I think this is going to be a good series, a good opportunity for me to learn and to, to kind of and for everybody here to to learn. So start us off. Tell us your story. So I'm not going to tell you our whole marriage story and you know how we met and all of those things, but actually the thing that I want to to focus us on today is uh, so recently uh, I was with a uh, somebody who works with a lot of marriage, uh, a lot of he's a marriage counselor uh, and. So works with a lot of married couples all across the country. And he was saying that um, really for the first 15 to 20 years of our marriage, we spend uh, all of our time repeating the patterns that we learned in our childhood. And then at some point we wake up uh, and realize that not all of those patterns are actually helpful for a healthy marriage. And uh, and Jen and I hit that point uh, uh, probably about the 15 year mark in our marriage. So we're, you know, going on almost 21 years. So about five and a half years ago, we hit that point where we realized that there was a number of patterns in our marriage that we had had uh, established that weren't helping us to uh, be happily married. And, you know, we, there were many ways in which we were very compatible. Uh, Jen and I are also very fiery individuals. So we have a, um, you know, we, we don't, we're, uh, we're both, uh, firstborns. We're both type a, we're both fairly opinionated. Uh, so those, uh, so those things, uh, had, you know, led to lots of excitement in marriage, but also, um, I think we got to the place where we realized that, that also with that, there were a number of hurts that weren't getting better. Uh, you know, there were patterns of relationship that you kind of overlook early on in your marriage. And then you have kids and you're busy with raising your kids and those uh, and those patterns don't really go away. You can ignore them, but they're still there. And and um, sadly, those patterns often cause hurt for our uh, spouses. And uh, and that hurt also doesn't go away. And at some point, You've got to turn and face those things. You've got to turn and look at the things that are that are hurtful, and you've got to figure out what do we do with uh, with those things. And like I said, that happened for us about year fifteen, um, and uh, where we just I think we both realized if we don't get help, if we don't start digging out some of these hurtful things in our marriage, um, things are not going to go well for us. Uh, in, in our, in our married future. So, uh, Jen, what would you add to that? Well, I would add, first of all, I am not actually type A, just a slight correction. I, you uh, are too. I, I don't want to have to live up to the pressure of being type A. So I just want everybody to know I'm not type A, I'm probably type Z. And, um, you can just figure out what that is, which I don't know what it is. Uh, so, you know, correcting your husband is often a fun part of marriage. Um, that never happens in our marriage. No, this is the first time. So I don't know what I would add. I think that's good. I think it's true. And um, and I, I'm grateful. Eric was actually the first one in our marriage to realize, okay, I think we need, uh, I think we need some extra help here. And I'm so grateful that he, um, he led that process because I... I don't know that I would have realized that on my own, and uh, and he was right, and so much good has come out of that. But but it was 
um, it's it's a hard process, and it continues to have challenges. But um, it's it's really amazing at the same time as you do the hard work to um, understand yourself and understand your spouse more. You said Eric was kind of the first one to to come up or to to kind of realize, hey, we need to we need to take a step forward with this. Is that was that then? What was that process like? If you guys want to share, was it was it? Um, Jen, we have a problem. Like we got to deal with it right now. Or was it was it some communication? Or or how how did that kind of play out? And I want everybody to notice my Eric DeVries impression is I'm working on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, it was not. It was not. I was not nearly as gracious as that, Tyler. There may have been a few. Uh, there may have been a few extremely tense moments, uh, followed generally speaking by moments of of humility and clarity where we realized okay wait a second these things aren't getting better like like we've been talking about these same issues for 15 years and they're and we're not making headway in fact the hurts are just getting deeper and so then i think we i mean your my wife was gracious in saying that it was me but i actually think that we together just said okay why are we not making headway we're stuck and and how do we get unstuck? We don't want to be stuck. We really like each other, but yet there's these deep wounds and these deep hurts that we've got to figure out how to how do we deal with this? And we got to get these out. So, so then I think we just collectively said, I think we need we need help outside of ourselves. I agree. And so can you? That was, that was deep inside, Jen. <laughs> uh, so, so bring that up. Let's let's push ahead then. So, what are uh, what were some of the things that actually kind of moved you forward or, or began moving you forward from, from that place of being stuck into, um, you know, being on a better path, a better place? Yeah, I, as I've thought about it, I really think that there were three things that helped move us forward. Uh, and uh, so I would, uh, the first was counseling. So we sought help outside of ourselves. We got, we got some professional counseling to help us work through these things. And that was super helpful. Uh, my wife. Uh, so I'm just going to give you the list and then I'll, uh, second was community. We actually leaned heavily on our friends. Uh, and that was, um, that was a lifesaver for us. It was, it was hugely important. And, and I would say, um, it was a critical component for us in, in getting to a healthier place. And the third was, uh, self-knowledge. And so I think, um, I, I think it might be helpful to just talk about each of those briefly. Uh, so, First was counseling. Um, so we saw some local counselors here. Uh, my, my wife and I both saw different counselors, but, um, but then we're able to you know, take, uh, take what they said and um, bring it back to one another and kind of help work through those things. Uh, what would you add to that? Yeah, I know sometimes people do marriage counseling together and, and Eric and I didn't do that. I don't know that that's bad or good. That's just not the way... Uh, we felt like we needed to do things. And uh, so Eric would see his counselor. I would see my counselor. And then Eric also instituted, and I don't think it has to be the husband that institutes this. This is just the way it was for us. Eric instituted that we would do Saturday morning dates. And so every Saturday morning we would go, um, oftentimes it was to Mela, sometimes it was someplace else, but uh, we'd go to Mela early, about 6 or 6.30 in the morning. And, um, and we have old enough kids that they can babysit each other. So anyways, that's a big perk to getting bigger kids. But um, we would go to Mela and, and I would have a little note card of what um, I talked about with my counselor. Eric doesn't need note cards because he remembers. So anyways, so he didn't need that. But 
But we would go through and share what we had talked about in our counseling that week, what we'd learned, what we'd um, discovered about ourselves, what we discovered about the way that related to each other, and, and then continue that conversation together about what does this mean that I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z, how does that affect our relationship together? What does that look like? How does that affect you? Okay. How does that affect you and um, the way you feel about our relationship and the way I'm treating you? And they were amazing conversations. And um, But the counseling is what was able to, um, what's that word? Like instigate or, um, you'll have to cut this out because I can't think of the word like spark the conversation initiate. the counts initiate that's it um the counseling was able to initiate some great conversations uh, that we were then able to have in discovering more about ourselves and each other and um, it ended up being um, there were some hard conversations and some really fun conversations and some great aha moments where we thought oh my goodness we have been uh treating each other so badly and we had no idea we were trying to not treat each other badly and yet because of who i am and who eric is it it didn't it just wasn't working and so it was the the counseling we went through and the conversations we had afterwards were life-changing amazing um opportunities and i think there's two important components to what you said jen and that is that um, the counseling alone wasn't the thing that really moved us forward. It was the counseling and then maybe even more importantly, well, the counseling kind of opened the door, but, but I would say we made the most headway in our follow-up conversations. That was where there was a lot of breakthroughs because that's where, where the rubber met the road. That's where, you know, I'm confessing, you know, to, you know, Jen's communicating to me the hurtful things that I've done and then I'm confessing and saying, I'm really sorry. I was not, you know, forgive me. I, was, I, I, I had no idea I was hurting you that way. Or, you know, so, so it was that follow-up conversation. The other thing I liked about going uh, to a place like Cabe Mela was that um, it, uh, it kind of, it created, uh, it created its own referee because there's other people there. And so you actually you guys have... can't start yelling at each other in the middle of it all. <laughs> totally. You have to be cordial. Uh, and, and it, I would say it was it was a miracle worker for us. So that was a that was a huge tool. Can I can I ask a question here? Then also, uh, would you say that even even prior to the to the counseling, and maybe maybe I'm just I'm just focusing on this, but prior to the counseling, it it actually you had to um, you had to decide we're gonna we're gonna make this we're gonna fight for this we're gonna we're gonna go down this road. Like it's not just like the counseling itself didn't do it. It actually going into it had to be a decision. Yeah. Between the yeah, two of you also. Yeah, totally. It was a deliberate. It was a deliberate decision, very purposeful. Saying, um, "We want to work this out. Uh, we want to work this out because we like each other. Praise the Lord, and we want to work this out for our kids." Uh, even though, um, as uh, you know, as many of you know, the hurts are real, and uh, and sometimes you think, "Oh man, is this worth it?" Uh, but yes, it is worth it. It's just it's hard. And our counselors used to say to both of us that God uniquely places us with our spouses oftentimes because our spouses our spouses greatest strengths are the things that actually expose our greatest weaknesses and and that's part of that refining process that happens through marriage but it's refinement is painful so um, so second thing 
that I think was super helpful for us was community. So um, in addition to the Cafe Mela uh, date times of processing, we also enlisted our friends and we said, we're struggling, we're needing help. And so would you be willing to be process partners with us to help us work through some of these things? And our friends were really gracious and they listened to us week in and week out as we would come and share things that we were struggling with. And then they would say, well, actually, interestingly, I see this in you also, and I've seen this pattern in you. And then, so it was a humbling experience because when your friends point out things that they see in you that are deficient, it's very humbling and you, you kind of want to go, want to go hide under a rock, but actually it's the most freeing thing, right? Because then I can confess it and say, oh yeah, actually the truth of the matter is I know that about myself too. I just don't like to admit it. And then there's great freedom in that. I've got a quote from Charles Spurgeon that is just really great about friendship. And uh, Spurgeon says, Friendship is one of the sweetest joys of life. Many might have failed beneath the bitterness of their trial had they not found a friend. And I love that quote. And some of you might think, wow, bitterness of their trial when we're talking about marriage. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But, but certainly... Sometimes marriage can be a very bitter trial. Um, and for, I wouldn't say for Eric and I, it was maybe quite to that degree, but it was certainly a trial and, uh, and had things we needed to work through. And if we had not had our friends to work these through, things through with, uh, I, I don't know what, um, what it would have looked like. In fact, our counselors, we would tell our counselors about our community that we would go home to and share the things we were learning at counseling and our counselors would say that that is part of what's saving your marriage like that is so important and a challenging thing to find and so we are um are so grateful for these friends who loved us even though we um, were bearing our souls to them and oftentimes uh, admitting a lot of deficiencies and they still loved us. They encouraged us. They were honest with us about what, and continue to be honest with us about what, what they see and how they do see those things working out in our lives. And it was, it was amazingly helpful. And I would just add one thing, uh, on that. And that is that, uh, for whatever reason, Sometimes I think it's hard for us as as Christians, and especially those of us who have been Christians for a long time, to actually uh, expose ourselves to to be vulnerable with people because we feel like, well, geez, I've been a Christian for twenty five years. I really should have this stuff put together. Like I shouldn't be struggling with these sorts of things, um, and yet. Uh, and yet we do. we we struggle with them. And so I do think there's a barrier. Sometimes, well, it just takes a lot of courage to go to your friends and say, um, and say, uh, please, please help us. And I, I know I had to wrestle with that for a long time before I got to the space where I could say, okay, I think it would be helpful to bring our friends in the loop on this because I didn't want them to know. I didn't want them to know that we were struggling. And so uh, I think it does. I, I know it takes uh, a lot of courage. Well, that, uh, yeah, I think that all of that seems like th those, those were intertwined. You know, we, we've got uh, or communication, which led to counseling, which led uh, now to community in this, this process that you're having and, and uh, relationships beyond yourselves. 
what about this third thing, this, this self-knowledge that you, that you brought into? So first, let me just say that when I say self-knowledge, I'm not talking about like self-actualization. I'm not talking about like, like discovering yourself so that you can discover your higher power within none of that stuff. To find the power inside of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, To find the power inside of yourself to become the best you that you can possibly be. Um, what, what I, when I'm talking about self-knowledge, I'm talking about the fact that, um, that there are, I do hurtful things to my wife and sometimes, in fact, many times I don't even know why I do those hurtful things. And so I would say a huge process for both of us was to figure out why do I do the dumb things that I do? Another quote, this one's from Calvin. And Calvin, in his institutes, he says, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can feel like uh, knowledge of self isn't a helpful pursuit or is maybe not biblical or, you know, there's a lot of stigma against that. And, um, and I think that is really unfortunate. We are stunted in our knowledge and understanding of God if we do not choose to grow in our understanding of self. And uh, apparently Calvin agrees for me with me, so I think I'm in good company there. One of the things that I think is interesting is that Calvin puts that quote at the beginning of the Institutes. And, uh, and so really for him, he, he felt like that was foundational uh, to, to the pursuit of Christian religion, to the pursuit of the Christian faith. And I think, it, you know, it seems like self-knowledge, that should be a no-brainer. Like I've been living with, with myself for 43 years. I ought to, I ought to know myself by now. But, but oddly, it was actually a, a foreign territory for, for both Jen and I to, to figure out why do we do the things that we do and what are the, why, you know, why do I have these habits and these patterns, some of them so hurtful to the other person. Uh, and, and really, I found that I can't, you know, like, okay, so sure, uh, I know that I'm supposed to not be angry, right? I mean, that's pretty clear. Like when you get angry, that's bad. Uh, that's pretty obvious. But I didn't know why I would get triggered by certain things that Jen would do. So then I had to figure out why is that that that, that triggered me, you know? And, and I don't like that it triggered me and I don't want it to trigger me in the future. And so the only way to root it out is to stare it down and say, oh, I'm being triggered because of this or because of this. And I need to face that and I need to confess it and I need to give it to the Lord. And, and that is where, you know, we found some healing and we found some, some, uh, some good freedom. And I would add that both the counseling and the community that we were a part of were very helpful with this third thing, which was self-knowledge. Uh, without those two things, we would have been much more stunted in our ability to, uh, to learn about ourselves. Another thing I would just throw out there, uh, 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 another helpful tool that was helpful for us in, in uh, self-knowledge was a tool called the Enneagram. Uh, and I'm not gonna go into details on the Enneagram, but we got exposed to the Enneagram about uh, 2012 from some friends of ours. And, um, and that started us on a journey of self-discovery to try to figure out like, why do I do the things that I do? And why do, why are some of the things that I do counterproductive and not helpful? And why are some of the things that I do really awesome and, and really beautiful and really lovely? 
Uh, that was a super helpful tool. Uh, one that maybe I'd like to talk about on another podcast, but we'll save that for a, a later date. So then one of the things, let's, let's kind of bring this all together. We're, we're sort of a few minutes from wrapping up here. What, you know, so first you guys, you know, you don't, your, your marriage isn't perfect at the moment. You're not, you're not done. Is, is it still work? Oh yeah. It's, it's always work. Good work, but it's always work. And it is a lot easier because of the things we've learned about ourselves and each other. We can recognize these things much faster. So when we get into situations where we're more likely to um, feel mad or get frustrated with the other person or whatever, be hurt by them, we have a greater depth of, of knowledge to draw off of to say, okay, wait a minute, maybe this is what's going on and I don't need to react quite so crazily. And we don't have nearly as many minefields as we used to. I don't know if you can relate with that, but you know, you have these areas in your marriage where you know, if I bring up this, it is going to cause World War III. And so there's these minefields and you just don't go there. Well, we are, we're to a place now where we can, we can actually have conversations about a lot of those minefields without it causing World War III. And that is, that's a great level of peace uh you know that we've and that i would say that's been one of the biggest byproducts of all of the hard work we've put in has been that there's been a, a level of peace and a freedom to bring up hurtful things without being fearful that it's gonna tank us and a level of enjoyment of each other that we we didn't experience before that awesome well, so what's, what's the one thing? Can you distill it down? What like, uh, and I know every, every marriage is different and, and, uh, you know, our listeners there, we've, we've got every kind of range of marriage possible. Um, what are, what's one thing or two things that you would absolutely, uh, want to make sure you, um, that our listeners take away from this. So I haven't even touched on this, uh, yet, but I actually think that it flows, uh, out of, and, um, uh, everything that we've already said. And that is like, if I were to boil it down and say, okay, what's the one thing that you need to have, um, to be able to make progress in your, in your relationship, in your marriage, I would say that it is, it's humility. Uh, Peter, uh, first Peter talks about how God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is that as Christians, we know that, that we are forgiven individuals. We are forgiven people. We are loved by our Father. Uh, but for some reason, humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he can lift us up, it's also from Peter, I think, uh, humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand uh, is so hard for us to do. In fact, sometimes we fight tooth and nail with ourselves to keep ourselves from just humbling ourselves. And I would say that um, that when there was a general softening in both of us towards one another and a general willingness to, to almost daily humble ourselves, to almost daily confess our sins to one another and, and uh, just be willing to say, yep, didn't do that well. I'm really sorry about that. Um, that is when we started to experience some of our greatest breakthroughs and some of our greatest freedom is when we knew that we could bring these things up and the other person wasn't going to, uh, to be angry, wasn't going to be frustrated, but that we could, it was a safe place and we could, we could be humble, vulnerable, transparent with one another. Our final question, the one that we always end our episodes on, 
Uh, and this is a different we, I guess, than normal, but I, let's bring it to you guys. Uh, instead of saying, are we going with the flow, is, is the River Academy going with the flow, are you guys, are you guys going with the flow in, in terms of uh, just, you know, the being in terms of, in terms of being with the mainstream of, of marriages, are you doing things different than other people do? Uh, no, we're not going with the flow. The, I would say the flow of marriage currently in modern American culture is to, if it gets too hard, uh, let's drop it. Let's find a new partner. Let's not even get married. We'll just stick with each other as long as we feel happy. And then we'll move on to someone else that will make me feel happy. And I feel so sad about that because I think we are missing out on the amazing depth of relationship that occurs when you stick with someone for a long time and you, um, you work through hard things with each other. And, um, and so that, I think that's very anti-flow and, um, and such a sad, the flow is so sad in this regard and the treasure that is, uh, available to us if we, if we go against that flow is really incredible. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, if I could if I could say two words, I would say hard, hopeful. Marriage is really hard, but there is so much hope because the Lord loves to redeem broken things, most of which is me and uh, and all of us. Right? We are broken. We are broken people, but God loves to redeem broken things, and He uses each other and He uses our marriage to redeem that. And, and, and as we are redeemed, we get greater levels of freedom and greater levels of peace and greater understanding of the freedom that comes in the gospel from humbling ourselves. So these are all beautiful things, but they take work. They're hard, but they're worth it. So hope and hard work. That's it for today. That's it for our podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on all of the major podcast stations. Uh, you can also find us on the River Academy webpage. And we love that you're listening to us. So uh, if you have questions, if you want to throw out a topic, engage with us. We love that. It's good to hear from you. And thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The River Academy and find us online at www.theriveracademy.org. Also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts.